what's going on everybody it's your boy gene the genius welcome to the genius corner brought to you by nabra talk um yeah we're all, we're here we're, we're here we're having fun uh it's monday it's april 20th 420 happy 420 everybody um i hope you guys had a great weekend um we're coming off a, 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 a nice little weekend um i hope you guys had a great start to the week and um let's get this show on the road y'all already know i'm here solo dolo with it for now um shout out to my co-host Saad. um we in the building um shout out to my Nabra family we all here um i hope you guys are doing okay i hope you guys are standing staying packed i hope you guys are set with positive mindsets moving forward and um yeah uh this is a very like i said this is a very very interesting time very difficult time for a lot of people and i just want to spread some positivity understand that you are always loved understand that you are always um thought about regardless if you think like if you even if you feel like you're forgotten you're never forgotten someone is always thinking about you um believe it or not um um sometimes it's not the person that you want to be thinking about you uh but you don't have control over who thinks about you just know that someone is thinking about you so that means you still exist you matter um and yeah let's get the show on i hope you guys had a good weekend my weekend was cool um i use my weekends um my weekends are much shorter than most i work on saturdays saturdays are like my second half days of the week so i work six days a week um i get off of work at around one 1 30 on saturdays i get home by around two i use that to really relax i don't do too much work i don't work on projects really i try to do some reading i catch up on netflix this weekend i was watching ozark ozark is one of my favorite shows i started watching ozark way before y'all got on ozark i'll tell you that much the only thing is i stopped watching it simply because i was in a transition of like trying to stop uh, or trying to lower my my um you know my tv intake basically so i got back on ozark it's funny because i'm actually trying to commit to watching tv on the weekends just to you know release the stress and to give myself some rest on on things um which is very funny um ozark is a really good show if y'all if y'all like if y'all into like you know drama money laundering um family uh cartels and all that <laughs> ozark is is the one um i also watched a really cool movie called sprinter um it's about a jamaican kid um who never got to see who's always facetiming or video chatting with his mom and never met her never met her in real life and while he's chasing the idea of meeting his mom he's also worth you know trying to build his his reputation as a you know one of the next next best track runners in the world you know um it's a it's a it's a great movie it's nothing like uh um too too crazy like you're not gonna fall for it or you know not gonna fall over for it but i loved it and you know for most of y'all like i said from my previous episode i was a track runner so you knew you know i had to watch the movie and it was a great movie great storyline um if you're a track runner if you ran track i recommend you watching it it gives it gave me a little like nostalgia um when i was watching i was like damn I remember those days um, when you had your little track. We're going to track practice. And you had your little track shorty. You get me? Um, 
those were days man <laughs> those were definitely the days um but yeah sundays are my full days off so sundays are my full days off that's when i really 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 do nothing i'm not gonna say i really do nothing but i use sundays to like plan out my week um i do i try to do as much reading after um i've done some uh possibly binge watching i don't watch too much tv even when i do so like i'll get in like two or three episodes of netflix in a movie that's like what three four hours that's it and then I'll, I'll 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 go ahead and read something i'm trying to finish this book that i bought months ago only reason i haven't read it is because i've been so focused on the bible but i want to read a different book during the weekend so that's something i'm trying to commit to as well um so yeah that's that's basically where i'm at right now um like i said we're all working on self-development those are some of the self-development practices that i'm working on um some things that i wanted to work talk about today um re, you know revolves around what i experienced what i've seen um from my life um I sat with a client, uh, I think th it was during the weekend or probably on Friday, whatever day it was, that's not, that's not important. What's important is what I saw in that transaction. So the person came in and they sat with me. They made an appointment because they were trying to figure out why, you know, they were trying to figure out how they can pay off their credit card. This is a woman and basically um, her credit card was like, up to her credit card debt was up to five figures um and when i first started working in the financial industry i really had no knowledge of how much credit card debt consumers can get into at the time at my first financial job i was like i was a t i was a um i was a teller and i was telling my coworkers, i'm like yo i'm just trying to pay this credit card off i got like I think I said I had like a thousand dollars worth of credit card debt. They're like, that's it, man. You must be lucky. I'm like, what? A thousand dollars. They said, listen, man, we over here got $20,000 worth of credit card. I'm like $20,000 worth of credit card debt. In my head, I'm like, how do you build up that much type of credit card, credit card debt? $20,000 credit cards, not home loans auto loans not a mortgage not a credit line to help you just credit cards just just credit cards period and that really confused me i was like i don't think i could ever put myself in that type of a situation where i owe twenty thousand dollars worth of credit cards so i'm you know i'm so i'm here i'm sitting with her and she was like yeah i, I made an appointment because i wanted to see how i could what kind of help i could get to pay off my credit card so I said, okay, cool. Um, I started to ask her some, some questions to see like what, how I can help her. First question I asked her um, was if she owns a home. Cause I already knew off the bat, like the interest rate on credit cards are super high. Um, the interest rate she had was like 20%, which is probably around what they give you for a credit card. Usually it's between 15 to 25%, something like that. So she had 20% interest rate, but hers, it fluctuates each month. So I was like, do you own a home? Now, the reason why I asked her if you own a home is because if you own a home and there's equity in the home, 
you can use that equity to pay off your credit cards. And then some of you, some of you might ask, why the hell would I take out equity to pay off my credit cards? Isn't that still having a loan and having to pay that off? Yes, but the equity, the interest rate on the equity is like a is like seventy five percent less than the interest rate on the credit card. Your home equity line for a home to pay off your credit card, ten thousand a home equity line, you could get a home equity line worth like ten a hundred thousand dollars or more. So you put you pay ten thousand dollars off, you take ten thousand, you pay the credit card off, your interest rate is probably gonna be like four percent, maybe even less you know, based on the times that we're in right now. So that's why I asked her if she owned a home. She did not own a home. So that was out of the question. Um, the next question that I asked her if she has any savings, the reason why I asked her if she has any savings is because based off the number that she owes for the credit card, I told her, I said, look, um, you may have some savings saved up. And right now I'm not saying use all your savings, but I didn't, you know, like my, when it comes to my job, I don't tell people what to do. I just recommend, I say, I recommend and I advise. So if you do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't, but I, I don't want to leave. I don't want you to leave without any type of information that could help you. So she, I was like, if you have any savings, you could use that savings a little bit to take some chunks off of that, that, that credit card line, um, that credit card balance. And she did, she had some savings. I don't think it was that as much, but that was the other one. I also asked her if she has a car that she's currently financing. Um, she already paid it off. So what I was going to do with the fi- with the car finance was just have her refinance the car to see if she could save like 100 bucks, 200 bucks a month um, and use that towards the credit card. Now, when she was explaining to me how she got to the balance that she was at, it was a little crazy because I started thinking about like, yo, and it's not this is not anything against her it it started making me it started making me think like you need to make sure i need to make sure i pick the right person when it comes to like dating and marriage cuz if you pick someone as a guy for me and all right and i'm only talking for myself i can't talk for every man like i know for me as a man as a guy um as a future husband or provider whatever the hell you want to call it like I can't have my wife not financially disciplined. I'm not saying you need to be like the most the 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 number the a financial guru, but the way the the woman was explaining it to me was she just started spending hella bread on her credit card. Like she just started swiping left and right. I'm like in my head, I'm like, how do you just do that? And then she was like, um, she just let it, but she kept it. She allowed it to pile up and pile up. I'm like, what's your monthly budget? She said it's around, you know, she gave me her budget and then she says she spends the X one. I'm like, so where do you find the money to shop? She said, I don't have any money to shop. I'm like, I just looked at, I'm like, okay. So I gave her a plan to like pay the credit card off. Like we, there's really nothing you can do. We could, we could, we could have done at that point because of the, because of the situation she was in. Her friend told her about, um, her friend told her about like this balance transfer credit card and she was like, don't you have that? I said, we do have it. But the problem is you already have a credit card with us. So all you would be doing is transferring one balance to another one balance, one credit card balance to another credit card that you already have with us. So there's no point in doing that. And I wouldn't recommend you doing that. You would just be putting yourself in more debt. 
And the only I told her the only time we do that is when you have other credit cards with other institutions and that's it. So I told her, I said, look, I asked her, what's what is the most realistic time period you're trying to pay this credit card off? First, he said a year. I said, OK, so you're trying to pay this 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 amount in one year. She's like, I don't think I can do that. I said, OK, 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 that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Realistically, I said, when I'm asking you these questions, realistically, how um, when do you think you can pay this card off in full? She she told me two years. I said, OK, in two years, that means you have to pay four hundred forty dollars a month for the next two years straight without missing a payment. She said, OK, I think I can do that. I said, OK, now I'm going to keep track of it. Um, I'm going to keep track of you every like three to six months to make sure you're doing it. But you have to make those payments like I'm not making those payments, but you have to because I asked, I said, do you ever do you have any any plans of buying a home one day? She said, yeah, but I can't because this, this damn credit card. I'm like, OK, well, make sure you use that as motivation to pay off your credit card, because if you don't pay this off, it's going to be very tough for you to get a house. This is half of a basically that's half of a down payment on the house at this point. That's basically where we at. So I brought this up because as a guy, I want to know, like some of y'all, some of you guys out there and even some of you women, like when it comes to dating people, like how important is it? to date someone who has some sense of financial you don't even have to be financially stable but just financially um i would say that you know for some people financially disciplined to the point where you know how much you make and you know what you can spend and you know what you shouldn't be spending and you know how much you got saved up how much you're trying to save you should know your credit score and you should know what your goal is for the next credit score like what is what is what is the what is the um what's the like how far are you willing to go for someone like when do you draw the line for me i think i need i think for me it's it's the whole like i don't think i can marry you if you really have a problem with spending i'm gonna see it from day one or you know first few times but like i'll let you know like yo I don't think I'm the guy for you because clearly you like to spend a lot. I'm not the type of, I'm not the guy. Um, I'd prefer to be with someone who, uh, who understands like, yeah, like as a guy, I know women like to spend. So that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that, but spend within your means and have respect for your man's um financial planning i think that's there's the balance right like guys don't be cheap don't be a cheap bastard um but be be frugal especially depending on the situation that you're in if you have a if you have a twenty thousand dollar limit on your credit card but you only make forty five thousand dollars a year why would you go and, and max out the credit card it doesn't make any sense i would just say just use a credit card for you i would you know what i've learned is credit cards and credit lines anything with credit on it that's given to you as a loan it's time for us to start using that to make money so if they if so if a bank gives you a credit card or a personal line of credit or a home equity line of credit you got to figure out a way to make money off of that you shouldn't be using the credit card just to like spend it and I think that's the disconnect with a lot of us. We spend so much money. We spend so much swiping our credit cards that we end up 
in so much debt unnecessary like it was never necessary to be in this debt and i know some of us are in situations where we really needed the credit card including myself like the first time i had a credit card um i was 19 years old i went to us fargo and i opened it up the reason why i opened this card up is because i had some family you know situations going on where that was the last resort i i guess i'm gonna just go open up a credit card and i'm gonna do this and i've been stuck with that credit card till then i'm about to pay it off but that's about like eight years nine years of that same credit card the limit the first time i opened it up the limit was 700 they've made more than 700 dollars off of my off of me you get what i'm saying like start using your credit cards to make money and, and what i tell people when they come in and they open accounts and stuff is basically if you have a credit card and they give you a credit line of let's say a thousand dollars i would open up a business right of course that's other expenses let's say you, you open up the business already use the credit card for inventory so and 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 find a credit card that gives you rewards like cash back or points right so you're using so basically you're using their credit card for your inventory and you're getting cash back on top of that so over time that builds up right so you use the credit card for inventory, whatever you're selling online or at your store, you get the inventory, you sell your inventory, you've made your return on investment, and then you just do it again and again. You pay the credit card off. So the money you made, the profit you made, a little bit of that goes to paying off your credit card, and then you buy inventory again with the credit card. Now, don't max out the credit card so if you don't don't buy if your credit limit is a thousand dollars don't buy a thousand dollars worth of uh, worth of inventory from the credit card if your if your limit is a thousand dollars i would say buy maybe three hundred dollars worth of worth of inventory and then you sell that try to make five hundred six hundred dollars you pay that credit card off what you're doing is you're building credit you're making money you're building credit you're making money you're building credit and you're making money and you and you learn to generate that cycle. Some of y'all would say, "Well, are you doing that?" As a matter of fact, I just I just um I registered my business, and that's exactly what I plan to do. Um, once I open up a new credit card, I don't like the one that I have now because the bonus, the cash, the 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 rewards on it is 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 trash. I don't get any rewards. So when I do open up a new credit card, I want to make sure I get rewards on it. So when I get my inventory, um, I'm buying. And I'm getting rewards for that. And then I sell, make my profit. A little bit of that profit goes to paying off the credit card. Um, and then I use that same credit card, same, you know, limit, you know, same card again, order the inventory, get the inventory, sell it. Some people may not like that method, but I think it's a good method, at least to start off. It's very simple. Um, I just say this to say, like, yo, make sure you guys are very mindful of your money. Like, money is a very powerful resource and when you don't understand how it works your money will be gone and you're going to be asking yourself why am i still in this position um i'm not saying this because you know i'm not saying this because uh money is is everything money is not everything but it's something um you need it you need it to survive and you need it in order to get to the next step whatever you whatever you need you need money to start a business you need money to 
go to work you need money to live you need money to survive and if you're not managing your money properly and you keep putting yourself in debt you're never going to live the life you really want to live there is such thing as good debt there is such thing as good debt so if you're in debt where like what you're paying is really nothing compared to what you're making then fine but if your debt is way more than what you make that's a problem your car should not cost your car should not be half of your salary at least i don't think so so if you make like fifty thousand dollars a year twenty five thousand dollar car your salary is already gone so your salary is already gone um mortgages if you're making a certain amount first of all you might not even get approved for a certain amount of a certain type of house once you um when they figure out how much you make anyway so you can you can dead that already but like i said some of my some of my financial methods include splitting my paychecks right so i split my paychecks five different ways some people some people would tell you that's too much you only need like two or three i tell them that's none of your business i do it five different ways for a reason um and I've been doing it five different ways for about three years now, and I've never had an and I never had a problem. I never had an issue. The reason why I do it five different ways is because you never know when you need a little bit of money during something. Like you might run out in your regular account. You have a primary account that you use to pay your bills. You might use that to do your regular expenses, and then there's there's uh, other accounts that you have seriously to save. I do not keep my savings account. I don't use the same 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 bank with my um same bank as my checking account along with my savings and here's why when i used to do that i used to transfer all my savings into my checking account every single time i was hungry that's a problem you're never able to save that way so when you're trying to save money but you want to go to the store uh, and get like you know a bag of chips or or real food like you go to the buffet that's 14 dollars right there you transferred um, that's a problem. And then you start thinking like you, you'll spend money in your checking account because, you know, the overdraft is going to take money out of the savings account. So what I did was I closed that savings account and I opened another one where I can't really reach the money in order for me to get the money. I, have, I actually have to drive to the bank and get it out. I don't have a debit card for it. They don't give you debit cards. And I'm glad that they don't because I really cannot get the money over there unless I really need it. So that's where, so I keep my savings in there. Um, I also keep like little, little um, bites of money in other accounts just in case like, cause let's say for example, like your account gets um, compromised. If you have your, your money in one account and it's compromised, all that's all of your money that's gone. So if, if one of your accounts gets compromised, that's fine. If you only have like 50 bucks in there, that's just 50 bucks that gets compromised. If you had, let's say you had $800 in there and, and that's your regular account that you're doing and it gets compromised. Okay. That's $800. You'll get that money back. Cause it's, you know, you have your claim and everything. They'll, they'll do the, um, um, they'll do their research and everything. You'll get it back. But in the meantime, if you had those other accounts available where you were splitting your paychecks, at least you have something available to you while all that is going on. And that's why I split my paychecks. Um, in so many different ways i wouldn't go over five like five for me is good but i know i know what's going in every two weeks and i know what's going to be going in every single time i get paid um and that's just how i work everyone i just think just 
come up with your own way to manage your money. The most important aspect is making sure that you're actually managing your money, manage your money, manage your credit. Um, you don't have to be a millionaire. People, I remember when I talk to people, I'd be like, yo, you know, this is why you should open a savings account. People tell me I don't got money to open a savings. I say, look, the millionaires did not have money when before they were millionaires. Not all, some, but not all. The ones who didn't, they just started putting money on the side. If you could save a dollar a day, that's $365 a year. You can save $300 in one year. Don't tell me you can't, okay? If you out, you buying things you don't need, sneakers, clothes, drinks, <laughs> weed, all that. And I'm not saying all those things you can't do. You could do it, but make sure you put your money first, put your prioritize your finances, have fun, the pri- prioritize your finances and take care of yourself. Um, you never know when you when an emergency might pop up. You might have a flat tire. You might have to fix your car. Um, we're in we're in an emergency right now. Sometimes you got to pay rent and you and, and you need money. And these are some examples. You get what I'm saying? Like I when it comes to the dating thing. Um, I just want, I don't want, I want to make sure my partner is on the same page as me. Um, if I say, look, we can, we can only spend this much. I expect her not to go over that. If she's spending and spending and spending and spending and this, and, and I'm talking about spending on things like we really didn't need that. Like you went to the store and bought like <laughs> a new pair of shoes. Like I would, I'm gonna look at you like, why, why did you have to go and do that? She's like, cause I, if, if she, if her answer is cause I wanted I wanted it and it's and I get it. Women will have their own money. But if you're using money from what we're we're working on to get things you don't need, that's a problem. Um that's but you know, like I said, every household is different. I just feel like my wife, she will have to have some type of financial discipline. Um, because if you don't have a partner who's financially disciplined, both of you guys are set up to be in turmoil for the future. What are you going to teach your kids when it comes to money? Your, the school don't teach kids how to um, how to practice financial literacy. You got to teach them that. You have to teach them credit. You have to teach them how to um, save their money and split their checks and build wealth and all that stuff. You got to teach them that. Not The school ain't going to do that, okay? So... And this isn't this isn't a knock from the person that I sat with. I really do um, hope that she gets her 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 life together and and pays that credit card balance off. But it was just a wake up wake up call for myself. Like, yo, you better make sure <laughs> you have your money in order. And when it's time for you to to be with somebody and you're married, they gotta have their money in order in order as well. You don't have to be super rich to know money. You could be making $10,000 a year and your and your money is right. You can be making 20000 You could be making almost no money and your money is right. It's how you manage what you have. It's not about what you have. It's about what you do with what you have. All right. Um, well, and since we're talking about money, um, we might as well go into like some of the investing methods that I use. Um, I use Robinhood to buy some stocks. I use TD Ameritrade. Um, 
when it comes to buying stocks, I do some I do research first, obviously. You have to do research first. Never let someone come up to you and be like, yo, check out this company. I think you should invest in it. Make sure you ask them, like, why did you pick this company? Like, what's good about this company and all that stuff? And if they didn't do research, you go ahead and do your research. Maybe they missed out on something that you probably could find. Um, but when I do research, I look for a few things. The first thing I look at, and, and when it comes to stocks, when it comes to investing, you can be very judgmental. You could be super judgmental. Um, I look at their, I look at their graph and if their graph ain't going in a positive direction, if their graph ain't going to the right, that right uptick is going to be very hard for me to actually want to invest, especially if it's a company that's been around for like 20 plus years. It's a problem for me. More than likely, I'm not going to invest in it. Um, I look for that. I also look at um, their market cap. Um, I look at what they've done recently, any news. Um, I also have a my risk assessment. I have a, one one of some of, one of my key risk assessments is based off of like what their value is on the stock market and how much I'm really willing to spend on that because of what they're what they're worth. So if they're like if they're a penny stock, I don't go more than like two hundred fifty dollars for a penny stock. Once I hit two fifty, that's it. I'm not I'm not putting any more money. That means I'm willing to lose two hundred fifty dollars for this company because I know there there's a chance that this two fifty could turn into five hundred or a thousand or even more. But I'm not going. I'm not two fifty point oh one. No, not no thanks. Um, those, that's one of my risk assessments. Another risk assessment that I have is, um, I also like, if it's not a penny stock, but it's a, you know, it's a regular stock. It's worth like $25. I don't really buy stocks. Let me just let y'all know that I don't buy stocks too much. Like I don't buy individual stocks. I buy funds. I buy mutual funds and no, I buy index funds, index funds. And the index funds that I'm into include like social, like uh, internet, like, I'm sorry. They include like technology funds and um, like big data. I just like this weekend, I was reading about like the big data technology. Like I would say look into that because of the time we're in, because everything is going to be all about technology, all about big data. So I look at when I look at the index funds, I look at the companies that they're investing in and then I figure out what their best company is. So if I like a company, let's say I know, for example, some companies I've been looking into DocuSign, Zoom, um, what else? IBM, all that. If I can't really I don't want to buy one share of these companies It's like, okay, which index funds? have these companies um which in index funds are invested in, in these companies then i go and i search it then i look at the index funds performance then i look at the other companies that the index fund has within their funds and then i say okay this might make a little sense and from there that i'll make my decision so there's a lot of different ways you can look into stocks um if you don't have money to buy like a stock one stock i mean is it, 
going to the funds, going to the mutual funds, looking to index funds is more, you know, it's like, it's not a savings account, but you're better off putting your money in that than just a savings account where you're getting no return on that. Um, savings accounts give you interest rates of like 0.01. Like why even give us an interest rate at all? I don't want that. <laughs> like if you put $10,000 in a savings account, you're getting, I think probably it's like, you're, you'll get a hundred dollars back after 12 months. So that means you're getting $8 a month, which is usually what the, what the monthly maintenance fee is for, um, make accounts in some places but it's like okay you'll get eight dollars you so you got to put in you got to have ten thousand dollars just to make a hundred dollars off a savings account that's not like you can do that with you can do more than that with an index fund in my opinion um that's why i like them i look into them a lot um everyone has their own interest i say just go look look into it but the whole con the whole point of this conversation was for you guys to get your money in order. This is the time to get your money in order and set yourself up for the next 25 plus years. If you listen to this, you say, man, this, this dude don't know what he's talking about, blah, 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 blah. I might not know what I'm talking about, but I guarantee you I will not be struggling in the next five, 10 years because I took my money seriously. I know that for certain, for a fact. Um, so since we're talking about like dating, right? We might as well talk about like what other, what other, what else plays a role in like dating, like what the disconnect is. Um, the dis, I think the disconnect in dating comes from like people not being honest. Um, I think that's where the main issue is not being honest, the lack of communication and just not knowing themselves. I think we've had conversations like this a lot. We Everyone's heard conversations like this over and over and over again. So it's like, what's the problem? Why are people still going through this? I would say people are still going through this because everyone is their own selves and not everyone really knows like what it takes to be in a relationship and if you're young, I would say go ahead and try try your relationships. Like go out, explore. But I would say like you can still have good intent when you're young. I think the problem is a lot of people go into relationships with bad intent. No, I'm not going to say they had bad intent. I think they weren't upfront with their intent. I like to be upfront with my intent. I don't care if it costs me a person or whatever. I'm going to keep it 100 because at least you'll know I... At least he was honest, right? Um, a lot of the, in most cases, people are not honest with their intent, and I think that's where there's the disconnect with a lot of relationships. You're supposed to communicate what you want from the person. Um, you're supposed to communicate what you want to give to the person. I think that's the problem because in most most relationships, people just want something and they don't have anything to give. So, and they feel guilty about it. So they don't want to express what that what they're looking for out of the person. 
um and it's for guys and women um it don't matter um i think for guys we we keep i think guys are honest but sometimes some of them they keep they beat around the bush because women as long as the women doesn't ask the questions they feel like they're in the clear it's when women come in and they ask the those questions the guys get very uncomfortable but my whole thing is that's fine if you get uncomfortable it might mess up your mac it might mess up your flow but you got to respect her for asking that type of those questions that you probably weren't prepared for um and you really don't want to answer um for whatever reason that you ain't answering it i would say i would say be honest people can't aren't people aren't honest with others because they aren't honest with themselves so if someone isn't honest with themselves it's gonna be very hard for them to be honest with like other people especially a woman that they are dating so this all comes back to like learning how to practice um good habits you got to learn how to communicate with yourself first so make sure like if you if you're interested in somebody for whatever reason even if it just looks like you tell them like yo i found you very attractive um and i'm not saying like yo i'm not <laughs> i'm not saying go up to like go up to the woman like yo you're attractive i would like to sleep with you but like there's a way you can say where they can still have respect for you but if you if you're only attracted to them in a way where you just want to sleep with them but you're wooing them to having them think that you're going to be with them in a very in a long-term relationship and you you're, you're about to make them your significant other you're going to take them places that's wrong i just think that's wrong i don't think that's that's unnecessary problems that you're creating in your life as well like why do you want that type of drama in your life is unnecessary um you don't you don't need that like and then then you're gonna go and complain to your boys and this and that i just feel like it's not necessary i think what what guys are afraid of when it comes to the honesty is after they're honest they might get the rejection which is in most cases yeah you will get you possibly might get rejected for being honest but hey maybe not everyone is as honest as they say i mean we do live in a world where is you know a lot of people aren't honest i would just say like try at least try practicing to be honest not just with your friends but with other people um because you don't know what you know could happen with that person and how that could play a role as well like look listen i know people aren't perfect we're not perfect people i'm not perfect either i have a lot of things i need to work on i've done a lot of i've said some things to uh, in with in past relationships and and the whole dating stuff that i wish that i didn't um i've done some things that i really i, I know I, I look back now like damn i wish i had never said that but you live and you learn My, what i've learned the most is you really have to learn how to be upfront with somebody um in order to be upfront with someone you have to be upfront with yourself if you're not upfront with yourself clearly you're not going to be upfront with other people um and if you if you're having trouble keeping it 100 with yourself that's another discussion that we need to have that's another discussion you need to have with people around you you got a lot you got to probably got to find some mentors um and and figure it out cuz you're not only damaging the people or the person you're dating or whatever 
you're damaging yourself. And I think if you can get some help as to learning how to just keep it 100, you should be fine. Um, but when it comes to disconnects in relationships, I also feel like people don't people don't know themselves enough to know what they want. And you can't say it's just women. Women, <laughs> you're not going to sit here and say, oh, women don't know what they want. Men do. Men don't know what they want either. There's, And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say, oh, they're boys. Nah, bro. Like, there's men who have full careers and they're they're doing fine. They just really don't know what they want in a woman. Now, does that make them a bad person? No. It just means they they, they haven't really understood what, they want from a woman um which is okay like and this is where like you need to explain to the women you're dating like if you're dating someone and you're in the dating scene you're not committed to them you're just dating and you tell them, look um i'm dating right now i'm dating multiple women and ladies when you hear that do not get your feelings hurt just tell her, like, I'm dating multiple women. I don't really know what I'm looking for as of right now. I'm going to just let you know. Now, one thing I won't try to do is, like, now, if you end up sleeping with the person, by all means, cool. But make sure it was off of the strength of, you know, honestly, like, yeah, y'all slept cool. But if you had to lie, that's a little, you know, that's a little, that's that's bad on your part. Um, But... You tell them you're dating multiple women because you're trying to figure out what you want. But I also want to be clear with this as well. We always we for some reason, we all know what we want from people. Why is it that we never talk about what we're trying to give? Like, let's have that discussion. Like, what do you want to give to someone that you truly love or, you know, someone you're in a relationship with? What do you have to offer? You get what I'm saying? Like, we all know, like, oh, like, you'll have the guys who say, oh, I want a woman. Um, and this, these, are, these are just examples. Not everyone, but it's like, she, you know, he'll say, oh, she got to be able to cook. She got to be able to clean. She got to be able to um, have a job. She can't be chilling at home. Blah, 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 blah. Cool. If that's what you want, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Make sure you look yourself in the mirror and be like, I got to make sure I'm able to provide X, Y, and Z for the person that I'm dating and potentially marrying. Because if you always saying, I want, I want, because I think that's another thing. We're all selfish. I want this. I want this. I want this. You're not meeting what I want. Bye. You're not meeting what I want. Bye. You're not meeting what I want. Bye. Have we ever stopped and said, what am I giving to this person? And then I know there's going to be people who say, well, I always give love. That, I don't know how true that is. Like, how do you know you're... How do you know what you're giving is what the person wants? I think that's another problem, too. How do you know what you're giving is the love that the person wants? And I think that's the disconnect when you settle also. So the person receiving it, sometimes they may settle. And there's nothing with the love that you give. It's just that the love that you're giving isn't the love that that person is looking for. So you got to find the person who actually wants the love that you're giving. And then hopefully the love that they give is also the love that you're willing to accept as well. Love is very complicated. I'm going to tell you that right now. But I think what it comes down to is honesty, which is the problem that a lot of people have is honesty. 
And that's okay if you have a problem with being honest. I just think you can't go to the lengths of ruining somebody's life by lying. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's fair. We all humans, man. Um, We all make mistakes also. But if you're aware of your toxic behaviors, if you're aware of those habits, I would try to start working on changing them because you never know what you might come across. You might come across a woman that really genuinely loves you and is and is fine with everything. But the fact that you're a liar is going to is going to have an effect on everything else in your life. At some point, you're going to want to settle down. At some point, you're really going to want to settle down. And it might be too late or not too late, but it'll be like you kind of missed your opportunity. But then again, the way the universe works, I don't really think we really miss opportunities, especially love. Like love is not an opportunity. Love is just a part of life. So love is not a job. Love is not. I, love is love, man. Like love has its own universe. So never feel like you missed out on your future wife or your future husband. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be and it's going to happen. Everybody deserves love. Everybody deserves to um to be happy. So so yeah. Um before I get out of here, I wanted to talk about <laughs> fitness real quick. Only reason why I say this is because I started working out at home. And I say this because I went about a, a little over a month without working out since the whole coronavirus situation, right? So I used to go from work and straight to the gym. The gym was like two minutes from my job. So I would bring my clothes, go to the gym, change, work out for about an hour or two, go home, and then finish everything else I needed to do for the night. I think the reason why most people don't work out at home is because, A, the equipment isn't there, and the intensity and the energy of the gym is not there. It's like, where are the, you know, and of course, some people don't have those, you know, the, um, some people don't have like the weights and the machines, obviously, right? Another thing I feel like is it's the results. It's like if I work out at home for a week or for for two months, I'm not going to get the same results at, if I were to work out at the gym for two months. And that in most cases, that that is true. You're not. And I think we have to accept that. Like you're not going to like if you were to go to the gym and you and you wanted to bulk up, you can. And since we can't, you can't bulk up. But you can still stay fit and active and keep your blood flowing right and, and break a sweat. Ask yourself, when's the last time you really broke a sweat? I couldn't tell you before today. I couldn't tell you. And my body started aching. I was getting all these pain. I'm like, yo, I'm too young to be having this. And I was like, look, what I decided to do was I woke up. I said, okay, when you come home, part of your come home routine includes gym, shower, record the pod, and then that's it. So my workouts... I just I just set a timer on my Alexa like yo put put a timer for twenty minutes and for those twenty minutes I'm just doing intense like workouts I do five sets of like push ups curls because I got the dumbbell weights um I got I do the curls I do shoulder shrugs and I do some squats those squats is crazy so it's like this I I say this to say um just if you can if you can work out find your motivation first. But do it just to keep something going. You accept the fact that you're not going to get the body that you were looking for by June from going to the gym. But you will still be fit and healthy no matter what. Okay, so 
you know, at least when you start going back to the gym, you'll be fit and healthy and in shape to get back to where you were. Now, if you stop completely, you'll have to you'll have to start over again. And, you know, and, and you, we don't want to we don't want to do that. I had my own gym. Pl- I had my own plans for the gym and, and fitness and everything. I was ready to, you know, for squatting and benching and certain certain goals that I wanted to hit. I'm not worried about that. At this point, it's just about let's let's just stay fit right now. Let's just stay active. Let's keep our blood flowing and let's pump some some intensity. And that's it. That's all you got to do. All right. Um, like I said, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on on this journey. Like I said, this is all about love. It's all about positivity. It's all about growing. I hope you guys every day are trying to grow. I hope every day you guys are trying to be better people. Um, we're gonna get through this. Trust me. I put that on everything. We're gonna get through this. Um, and I pray and I hope you guys are um inspiring other people as well. Um, just be on the lookout for my for my for my um online shop, Genius Brands. Um, it'll be up soon. Okay, it'll be up soon. You guys could definitely be you'll be on there um buying um some merch um and um supporting a good cause very soon. So like I said, I really appreciate you guys listening. Again, you can follow me on Twitter, Gene the Genius, and also follow the Nobber Talk page on Instagram as well. That's where we put our content. Um Gene the Genius, that's J e-e-n-t-h-e-j-e-e-n-i-u-s gene the genius thanks thanks again for joining me you guys have a good one i'm out